have that face so yeah <laughs> that, that face i guess you know, that i i, like, I should like, be... like they stay squint like they squint you see him squinting like like that's gonna help like oh, i, I guess With i Darren's should be friend, flattered right? that they even remember my face at all sure but that they don't remember my name yeah, it's, a, it's a very punchable face wow wow <laughs> damn dude wow last time i, I ever go to dinner with you oh it was a joke god damn it <laughs> man's very sparky you had some wet. Bad sushi. You had bad sushi. No. You oh so you had sushi. Was it good sushi? It was good sushi. Okay, yes. it was very yeah. good. Like I would say, this is going to be sushi pain mountain. Oh yeah, it was like an all he can eat joint. Yes, it was. Uh, oh boy, how much was Matt that? Matt may hate blowjobs. Twenty six, but he loves sushi. And it came with sake, <laughs> sake or beer. If of you your get choice. what I mean. You know, I I love that you're going with that, <laughs> and I know what you're trying to do. Uh oh. But uh, what, what am I trying what, to yeah, do? Yeah, I want to know what he's trying to do. You try- see, man, he's saying he's a good oral lover, but only under ladies. <laughs> All right, you're going to put what? Rasta Banana back wherever you found him, okay? <laughs> yeah, because Just... it wasn't that goddamn apparent. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No. He's a, he's a giver, not a taker? Yeah. Okay. He doesn't like getting blowjobs. No, no, no. Man, he can go down loves, nobody's business. He loves business. giving blowjobs. Well, you know. <laughs> okay, I know what you're trying to do, and I don't like that. So this may or may not be my final show. Yeah. <laughs> this man, he needed the while like nobody's business. Well, you said the shirt doesn't fit, so maybe that's fitting. Well, the, hey. the shirt doesn't fit. Was you must have quit. Was that a, sh- <laughs> was that a fat was- joke? I'm leaving next week in solidarity for you. How long are you going to be gone? Uh, like two weeks. That's oh, not bad. Thank God. I mean, I mean, the only, I mean, I'm going to miss one show. Two weeks, back for one week, and then gone for a month? or No, I'm back after that. I'm back for mid-January sometime, I think. Oh, okay. And where are you headed to this time? Uh, I'm going to let me, let me let me hold on. You're heading to the Clampers uh, Northeast. F- um, I'm you nailed it. To, you absolutely uh, nailed it. Clampers now, Northeast. I see what you're regional, trying to do there. Regional. But I have to say, no, hold on. I have to say, <laughs> the Clampers Northeast Regional Fair. Yeah, we don't have one of those. Oh, we'll start one up. Well, no, you're up there. The, the Clampers don't go east of the Mississippi. They're mostly in California. Um, why no, is that? I'm, I'm is, there like a, is there like a rival faction on the other it's, side of Mississippi? The whole thing starts with the uh, gold rush stuff. It's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, the Clampers uh, and the Bloods. Yeah. <laughs> All right, if we're going to a whole story here. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 513. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact Jack Dandy. And Maple Leaf Matt. And we're to talk we can geek. <laughs> no, you were you cut him off again. Yeah, you were going to cut me off. It's old school, baby. Ah. <laughs> I love it. And I'm glad that I destroyed your story. Thank you. Now you know how it feels. No, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> If I were Jeff, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I I'm somehow gonna go. always manage to get my stories out. You, you, you do persevere you, and push yeah. through. So I'm gonna go to. Um, I'm driving to Memphis, but it's not like I'm gonna do something. You're driving, you're driving some, to yeah, Memphis, but it's not like I'm doing something crazy like driving to Memphis with a mom and her one year old baby. That, that would be insane. Oh wait, driving exactly with a mom and her one year old baby. Why driving uh, to Memphis? Originally, the plan was I was going to rob with Rob and Celestia. I was going to drive rob with someone. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> I was going to drive with Rob and Celestia to Memphis to go to the uh, ISCA, the uh, character convention. And you know, uh, there's planes. I know that. Okay. I don't know why we're driving, but she asked if we want to drive, and I'm like, okay, that's a really crazy idea. Let's do it. 
Are you driving in a car or something larger? I'm driving in an SUV. Uh, okay. It's only slightly better. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like along the way, we, we're going well, to stop in uh, Albuquerque. And I'm going to get to see a male wolf, probably. You're going to see a male wolf? Meow wolf. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I heard male wolf, Also a too. great song by Weird Al, by the way. Yes. Uh, and it's very likely we'll pick up Ben Radford, the uh, preeminent expert on uh, chupacabra and evil clowns, and take him to Memphis with us from Albuquerque. Boy, that, what in the that hell are you guys? That one-year-old child is going to grow up pretty twisted. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 20 years from now. Oh, I, I literally have no response to the that. Clown. And this is for some caricature convention. Thing. Yes, yes, it is. It's the uh, International oh, wait. Society of Character Artists. A artist. convention? Yes. So you're not making money on this one? Oh, no. No, this one's completely... No, he's uh, losing money, losing on, money on this fuck. one. Although it's... It's going to be going into foreclosure by February. It is. It is actually, I'm, I'm trying to network. I'm trying to hook up with more caricature artists and maybe get some more fares. Right. So... So, so he a, could a, expand his yeah. hobby, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually taking a uh, workshop in uh, February with Tom Richmond. So oh. that's, that's going to be cool too. Advancing them skills. Yeah. I love how skills. is Tom? He's doing okay. Okay. Yes, I talked to him. All right. You talk to him then, so he knows you're coming. He's <laughs> charging me well, buku bucks to go to this day. Better. Yeah. 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 You just you just why is there a strange man sitting outside our front door, Tom? Mm. Oh, I don't know. I think that's Andy. <laughs> no, Tom comes out. He, Tom goes to a couple places and does uh, uh, workshops across the country. So he's been out here. He's been out here. I think this is his third year he's done it out here in Vegas. He does it at Jerry Thompson's uh, uh, studio. It is at his uh, White Forge Studios. And uh, he, it's a small thing. He, he only takes, I think, 12 people. It's a very intense uh, weekend workshop. And, uh, yeah, it's it's pricey but worth it. Lots of slapping. Before we get into what geeky things we did, a few things I want to throw out there. One, the Shock Monkeys are doing a secret Santa mm. that's getting arranged. And if you want to know more information, go on to the Shock Monkeys Lair Facebook page. If we're talking about it, how secret is it? It's, it's, it I doesn't don't. even make sense. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Oh. That's, that's Andy. He's always, always uh, bringing up the white elephant in the room. And the uh, Geek Shock Book Club. See, that was good. <laughs> so was you good. can learn a few things. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and and I ought to start <laughs> charging Tom Richmond rates. Yeah. <laughs> Geek Shock Book Club is reading Final Girls by Riley Sager, and the uh, discussions have opened up. I finished it uh, just uh, yesterday, so I'll be putting my two cents in there pretty soon. Before we continue on, uh, yes, what you heard at the beginning of this episode is the new Geek Shock theme song oh. going forward. So the last theme we had was that awful baby men theme. Yeah, and you deserved it. I didn't. All of you deserved it. I had nothing to do with that. I came in and it was inflicted on me. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, no, it's your song. it's your fucking fault because <laughs> you, you brought it up. Oh, look what happened! This is my fault. Yes, I agree. yes, yes. completely. Andy, erase, erase. Andy with his <laughs> social justice and bringing so, up. So, theme songs. So anyway, yeah. theme song that you just heard uh, was written by Sam Heffernan. He's actually a, a 
piece of music he wrote a while back uh, for his SWH project. The uh, album was Synthetic Pseudonym. The track is called The Burning Light. And I fell in love with it ages ago, and I asked him if we could use that for the theme, and he agreed. So thank you, Ann Cow, for allowing us that. And if you want to know where to find it, I believe it's out there on SoundCloud on San Hefferman Music. So great track. Check it out. Actually, the whole... EP is fantastic. It, again, it's called uh, SWH is the band name, uh, and Synthetic Pseudonym is the name of the album. Cool. And, and I, like I love that, that I like track. The album and name. Burning Light. Bur- the Burning Light. The Burning Light. I see the light, and I it like burns. That. So now that we have that established, I'll be moving ahead on getting us on Spotify right. and Pandora. Now we can tell corporations to go fuck themselves. Uh, well, uh, well, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Burning Light. Whoa. I don't agree with what's Commander the over under on us getting banned on uh, Pandora for for what 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 for are we all we the do? crazy shitty things that we do on here. Listen, I was gonna say we're goddamn mild compared to most things <laughs> out there. I was gonna say we'd get banned for Andy singing all that copyrighted music, and, mm. and I realized the algorithms me. won't recognize that. Right <laughs> so it'll be we, like we've, we've proved that you can. this is gonna continue with that. This this podcast likes to sing Scatman all the time. <laughs> Can we get Scatman John here? Like he needs to hear this. Yeah, see, normally in early Geek Shock, uh, Scatman would be the song for this episode, but that's not happening anymore. Right? Oh. So, well, you know what? <laughs> now you need to make that announcement. It's like uh, so, for the next so, hundred episodes or so. So what, what you're the song saying would have is been in an alternate timeline. Yes, yeah. Mm. So what you're saying is, whoever wanted us on Pandora and Spotify, it's their fault that we're not getting unlicensed music anymore. <laughs> it's probably for the best overall. It's, it's been weighing on my mind. Part, for part of the maturation process of the podcast. Maturation process of the podcast. Wow, you, that's hard w- to say. Once you go big, they start gunning for you. That's it. Right. We we were small potatoes before, but now that we're right. making our move, now we're, we're medium potatoes. We're smaller potatoes. Now we got a theme song, man. Oof. No, we're, we're like a single Yukon. <laughs> okay. Potato. Not single. even a Yukon gold, right? No, we're no, just, just a Yukon. A Yukon. Yeah, okay. we're, we're not a bunch of potatoes, but we're a good sized potato. Yeah. Oh, it's a potato thing. Okay. Got yes. it. Yes. All right. So, gentlemen. You, you oh, not knowing that's a potato thing? I, I, you know, like all Yukon these can mean a lot of things. I when I hear Yukon, you, I think of my. Matt. Keep it hear... off balance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I hear Yukon, I think of the Huskies. It's my dad's alma mater. That's where my dad got his doctorate. So, you say Yukon. Why am I old that the Yukon is a... Because nobody knows the Yukon Huskies anymore. Why would they not? They're they're still the biggest friggin'... They're maybe in the Northeast. They keep winning the friggin' girls basketball. Oh. If you say so. That Yukon Huskies. Yes. Those girls are husky. No, they're not. They're tall. (laughs) (laughs) Them some big girls. That's how they win. They play some good street ball. Elbows and faces and... They are oh, a little rough. Got Duncan. Oh, Jesus. You know. They like the Ramones version of the glo- Globetrotters. Is that what I'm hearing? The Globetrotters. <laughs> the Globetrotters. Globetrotters. Boy, don't say that to their face, Todd. Oh. They will fuck you up, man. Yeah, they will. I think they, they'd like that better than you calling them Husky. <laughs> <laughs> Who said I called them Husky? <laughs> Wait, we have it on tape. <laughs> we have it on tape? We're old school people. Wow. <laughs> it's in the cloud now. You're fucked. <laughs> That's right. It's on the real to real cloud. There's no getting rid of it now. <laughs> so, gentlemen, what geeky things you do this week? Nothing. A surprise. Just, just getting it out geek. of the way, huh? 
I went to the uh, the Tim Burton exhibit. Ah, the one that uh, Jeff... I, did, I went to the same exact one you would do. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't do the tour yet. I will go back and do the tour. Um, what you didn't mention is, I mean, they're getting a bunch of bad Yelp reviews we heard I've heard from one of the uh, docents. Okay. Um, because people go there expecting that it's uh, it's a bunch of sketches from his movies and props from his movies. There's, no. There's two props from his movies. Yeah. The thing is a fully interactive... Uh, and it's new art. It's new art created by Tim Burton, which I don't know. He's done actual art on his own for his own fun for years. And so you're actually going to see a Tim Burton art show. Yeah. And, and you should be damn happy to see a Tim Burton art show. You shouldn't be whining yeah. about it. It's very cool. But I don't think it's well advertised that way. No, it isn't. And it's and and we didn't know going in what it was. And because it's self guided, and there really isn't a lot of information about the different. For lack of a better word, the sculptures, the mm. little, the little um, fiberglass caricatures. Yeah, that they're, they have. they're definitely sculptures. Yeah. So uh, you don't know what you're looking at half the time, and you're like, "Oh, what is this?" And then inside, they had some sketches from one of his his little notebooks that he writes poetry and stuff. Mm. And they're like, "Oh, okay, this is that." Mm. You know, this this makes sense now because this is a visualization of that poem. But yeah, it's 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 really kind of confusing because there's not a whole lot of direction or you know information on the outside exhibits it's very cool though because i mean it's bringing in money clearly yeah and they've shuffled things around to make room for the exhibits and so they've actually opened it up and there's more space and doesn't feel like you're going to get tetanus as you walk through there (laughs) um and i you know the his pieces are going to go out of there at some point so there'll be more space i'm hoping this will be something they'll do on a fairly regular basis is bring an artist to do shows that are uh, interacting with the neon signs. Um, first of all, because it makes it new every time you go in. Uh, second of all, because it brings in money that allows them to, you know... Restore signs. Restore the signs. Yeah. yeah. Vegas needs more art. Yep. I mean, don't get me wrong. The influx of art we've gotten in the last 15 yep. years has been fantastic. Absolutely. And, the, and uh, we have our own homegrown... Well, we have... Be the area fifteen is opening fairly soon. We have our homegrown one, which was that's a, the new Meow Wolf establishment, right? And then there's a that area fifteen seems to have no local connection at all. They they had a bunch called in a bunch of artists, and none of the artists anybody I know ended up being brought in for it. They had their own stable. They had their own stable. They were using, and they were doing a lot of a lot of stuff with materials and stuff. People don't use there. It's a lot of uh, high tech stuff. Sure. Um, so are you still not allowed to talk about what you did with that? I just went to a meeting. I mean, I, there's really, oh. I, I, I mean, this is probably more than I should say right now. But Watch, they uh, might repel from the ceiling. Right. But because there isn't a uh, Vegas contingent that, Robin Solnina, who's uh, with, um, oh, yeah, every time I say this, I forget the name of the show, the, the body painting show. She's one of the judges on that. Oh, okay. Um, and her husband is Jimmy Solnina, who's... Uh, an actor in town and right yeah uh but they're doing their own version of that over by the huntridge they're actually taking the old uh, grocery store over by the huntridge tap and turning oh. that into an interactive art thing oh, that's fantastic nice. yeah there was a meeting tonight and i was going to go to it which is why i didn't go to dinner but uh i just fell asleep i got exhausted and totally <laughs> missed it and apparently the old Huntridge Theater is now getting revitalized. Someone bought it in the attempt of re They're trying to, well, there's questions about whether the city's going to be able to buy it or not. They're, they're ah. trying to buy it. The guy who owns it is an asshole um, and uh, thinks it's worth 
he thinks he's going to get zillions of dollars out of it, and he just keeps fucking it up. Um, does but he it know what like, part of town it's in? <laughs> it's, uh, it's not only that. It's the shape the building is yeah, in. I know, mean, but it's, it's, it's on a sad. questionable yeah. part of Charleston Boulevard. No, it's, it's, you're, yes. talking, you're, you're hitting it from Charleston. If you go beyond that, if you go back to the Hundreds neighborhood, that neighborhood's one of the upscale ones in town. That's sort of a, the artsy upscale neighborhood in town. I remember one year Todd and I, a few other people, went to a haunted house at the Huntridge. Ah, uh, that's yeah. great memories there. It was kind of neat to finally see it, like on the inside, even though it had been converted <laughs> into the haunted house. But at the same time, you saw how really bad shape that building was in, and how much TLC it needs to be really yeah. restored to, you know, its former glory. Yeah. Speaking. Last last time I was in there was either to see Arlo Guthrie or to see. Um, Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow, thank you. It was one of those two concerts. I can't remember which one I saw last. All right. No. Going back to Meow Wolf, right. do you know they have a dark ride? Do I know that? I didn't know they have that. They no. have an actual dark ride. Mm-hmm. It's called Kaleidoscape. It's at uh, Elitch Gardens in Denver. It's a oh, theme, oh, so it's one of the, yeah, they're, they're starting to do new ones all over the place. Right, so, yeah, but, this, but this is an actual theme park, and they build a dark ride in a theme park. Really? Like, you ride Very through Very cool. It. And I, I saw footage of the ride-through. It's exactly what you'd expect from a Meow Wolf dark ride. So nice. find footage if you can find it. Again, Kaleidoscape is the name of it, but I think if you put Meow Wolf dark ride on YouTube, you'll find it. Uh, yeah, worthwhile, super esoteric. It has an interesting theme, which... I really, I'm just going to let you experience it on your own if you're interested. All right. But uh, yeah, Meow Wolf's, in, in, I, I'm so looking forward to Area 15. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. till they open. Yeah. When's it supposed to happen? Soon. 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 They haven't got, I don't think they have an actual date yet. Oh, okay. So n- no official date yet. But I they, think the last article I read, they said that it might be January 2020. What are prices like? Admission prices. They didn't have an exact date. <laughs> I doubt if they have an opening date where they have yeah. admission prices out there yet. The one in um, Santa Fe, I think, is 30 or $40. Okay. Not too bad then. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Hello. You have the most terrifying sneezes, Kay. Oh, they terrify me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a howler monkey or something. So what are the geeky sure. things you do this week, guys? You know what? I'll, I'll jump in. I haven't oh jumped in in a while. I, for the entire month of October, have been playing the PS4 exclusive game Days Gone. Oh. Okay. Uh, Days Gone, if you're not familiar, is an open world game, one of my favorite uh, genres of game, uh, set after a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> And this uh, is way up there. Uh, could possibly be my favorite game of the year by, nice. by the end of it. It's, if it's not, ex- it's definitely in the running for top three. It's exclusive on what? PlayStation 4. PlayStation 4, okay. And what I loved about it is the story and the acting. I've seen that in reviews that has gotten some middling reviews because of the story and the acting, but I think it's because it is so low-key of a story. You are not out there to change the world. You are out there to survive day by day and the varying compounds that have cropped up across the uh, landscape of uh, Oregon that uh, have been there to protect themselves from the zombies. One is uh, being run by a uh, right-wing wacko uh, who gets really excited when he gets access to a radio tower again. There's uh, one that's run by somebody that's basically creating a slave camp. And... The game, I haven't experienced fear in an open world game yet, but this is this has done it. The, uh, the zombies, especially when you start out, are absolutely terrifying, especially in groups. And this game does groups well. You eventually encounter hordes of zombies. Uh, 
I think there's one horde that's over a thousand. Jeez. And one that you have to take down toward the end of the game. Oh my god! Yeah, it, it's so much fun and exciting and terrifying all at the same time. The game does a great job of opening itself up to you, and just when you think the game isn't going to get bigger, it gets bigger. It, it's it just, and I, when it was all done, this is how I know it was such a good game. When it was all done, I was sad it was done. Wow! That, oh my goodness! That. The story had completed, the uh, credits have rolled, and I'm like, I want more story. Oh, so it was like the good book thing where you finished a book and you have that weird sort of... Yeah. Yeah. I, you don't, I don't get that with video games. Usually, I don't finish a video game, much less want more when it's done. Usually, by the time, if I do finish, I'm like, that was fun. That was plenty. But on to the next one. But I was kind of sad when it was over. And one thing that was kind of cool is that there's still a few more missions that it gives you after it's all done and the credits have rolled. And if you play past that ending, there is another secret ending that sets up a sequel. Ooh. So if you are playing it, of course, it's been out since April. It's been ages. You've probably played it if I'm late to the game on this one, literally. If you played it and didn't get that second ending, I recommend maybe just checking it out on YouTube. If you uh, hmm. don't want to revisit that game. But I never got bored with the gameplay. I never got bored exploring the world. I just love the way the game was set up. One of the actors, I can't remember his name, God damn it, but he's a regular voice actor. Uh, but if you go back to the episode of uh, Will Wheaton's Tabletop, he was one of the actors playing in the Dragon Age RPG, if you saw that episode. They used that actor as in full facial capture. When I saw him sitting at that table, I'm like, oh, shit, that's the exact same face that I saw in that game this whole time. Okay, it's the one I was thinking of, yeah. And the the, motorcycle and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the acting in this game, phenomenal. You you learn to love these characters over time, even though quite a few are not likable. It's fun, fun, fun. Interesting. And again, I liked that the stories in this game was small. It wasn't about saving the world. It was about saving your ass or your friend's asses. Days gone. If you have a PS4 and have given it a pass, I mean, it's been out so long right now that you can probably find it for 30 bucks. Uh, definitely an easy pickup. Nice. Yeah, it's about 40 bucks. GameStop. And, nice. and I've been playing this game religiously all of October. I've been wanting to bring it up on the shows, but I'm like, ah, we'll move on. I'll, I'll play some more and see how it goes. Are you going to move on to Death Stranding? Uh, I've got it in my game queue for Gamefly. I'm trying not to pay attention to reviews because I want to come into it cold. But I've, I hear it's a weird game. Yeah, I've been watching some streams on it, and it's weird. Like, So you know how you pick up your inventory, right? You don't actually see that. Like regular games, you pick up like a rifle or something, and it just goes into your bag, your you know gamer bag where you don't actually see it. But this stuff packs everything on you. It's like... He's got like 16 boxes on his back. It's weird. Oh. It's really weird. No. It's it's a Kojima game. It's going to yeah. be weird. And let's face it, with the previews, it was damn weird. If you get the special edition PS4 with the controller, the controller is clear with a baby's head in it. What? It, it's Death Stranding. It's weird. It's Kojima. Okay. Is it uh, Sam Witwer or uh, Kevin Sussman? Uh, I think it's Sam Whitwer. It's Sam. So I had a it's really nice Ralph moment this week. A nice Ralph moment? Yeah, I went to... Ralph that owns Alternate Alter Reality Comics. Comics. Okay. John and I were in there, and we were looking through all the stuff, and he points out this uh, Sam Man Overture. 
and says, you know, you should pick that up. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I haven't read that. And it's, it's Neil Gaiman writing Sandman again. That's great. So, I, you know, I'm up there buying it from one of Ralph's quirks. And Ralph walks up behind the counter and picks it up and goes, this is for you? I'm like, yeah. And he picks up a Sharpie. I'm like, is, is Ralph about to sign my book for some reason? And he <laughs> walks off to the side and, and hands it to J.H. Williams, who signs my book. Wait, what? He was there? Yeah, just hanging out. What? He yeah. just happened to be there? He just happened to be there as I was buying the book. That's awesome. <laughs> wow, that's uh, it's yeah. it's really funny. Yeah. If you go into Ralph's and you see this bald, little, chin-bearded dude who looks like he's a bassist in a metal band, that's probably J.H. Williams. <laughs> wow. And he just, he, he's very, yeah. very unassuming. He's yeah. just quietly there. I still remember uh, was telling Andy going to a signing table signing that uh, James Robinson had done, and uh, Williams was just there visiting him, and he just standing right beside him behind the table, and it just it it's really funny. It's <laughs> really funny. Yeah, we've we've got. I mean, uh, Robinson is a customer of uh, Ralph's. We've got a we've got a couple couple Vegas comic people who uh, yeah. who actually uh, go in there. Yeah. Uh, um, um, Beto Hernandez who lives here too. Does Eleven Rockets. Right. Right. I mean, every time every time Ralph has some kind of big, everybody come over for signing. You know, he'll be there. Oh, and the Philbach brothers are here. Yeah. Of yeah. They've actually true. got a show. It's still up there, I think, right now of uh, their work on. The oh, walls. in his in his. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I Ralph's up, spotlight. I picked up a Philbach brothers book from them uh, at the uh, Vegas Valley Comic Festival too. <clears throat> so, what are the geeky things you do this week, guys? Uh, got caught up on the Watchmen. Still don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, I'm looking, uh, for, <laughs> looking forward to that. It's entertaining though, because I mean, it's it's very. I, I love the costume design and the set design, so I'm I'm curious to see where this thing goes. It's a Lindelof joint. Yep. Uh, hopefully, it'll actually have some kind of resolution as opposed to Lost, which well, no promises. Not going to go there. Got to see the premiere of Rick and Morty last night. How was it? I liked it a lot. Uh, apparently, it's getting middle reviews, middling reviews from some of the fans saying, "Oh, it's kind of boring." Blah blah blah. And I'm like. There's a lot going on in the episode, so it could be that some people are just distracted by all the 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 plot subplot that's going on. But uh, I found it highly entertaining, and I was laughing my ass off at some of the points that probably the average person wouldn't laugh at. Oh, so. the smarter man, Jeff. Anyway, uh-huh. yeah, the, the smug laugh, like <laughs> no, just yes. like it was like the downright people don't laugh yes. at this. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> He pulls out his snuff box and he's like, "Ooh, <laughs> that's not what I was saying at all." <laughs> I just had to jump in there. I'm, I'm sure I'm sitting here bored. Okay, wow. wow. You could chime in once in a while. Talk talk about oh. what geeky things you did this week. You know what's really sad? I can't fucking remember. I'm I'm at this friend's house, house sitting. They got Direct TV. They got a whole bunch of streaming services that i don't have and oh i know you didn't yeah. it was streaming. <laughs> yeah. oh, i did yeah i know i'm <laughs> terrible but what really fucking sucks is i'm blanking 
Oh. If I don't write that shit down, I just don't remember specifics. I haven't even gotten to watch me You should yet. write some notes on it and tear them up right before the show. Yeah, well, you know, when <laughs> Todd makes it apparent that we're not going there, and then like, but before we go, don't go there, let's go there. Um, but uh, oh, I, I actually, I, fucking A, I want something and I'll be hanged if I can. I did accidentally stumble across a piece of Mandalorian trailer. So I saw the whole shoots his rope and ties someone up and pulls him into a doorway and then shoots the, yeah. the, the lock mechanism and has the door iris close on him. Nasty. Yeah. Poor way to go. And I was just like, ooh, that, that looks, boy, that looks cool. Yeah. I still yeah. don't. I still haven't got my confirmation email. I mean, like they charge me. Get it quick. But as people watch yeah. this, people have probably been sitting at home watching their their Disney Plus all day as they're yeah. listening to the show right now. Some like, yeah. by the time this airs, right? Right? since I have to work tomorrow morning, this uh, this will air late. Speaking of that podcast, people, and oh, what starts at six a.m. I think is on Tuesday is when you can start. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how I access it because they haven't said anything about where the apps are or if it's in the Google Play That's Store. That's what stopped me today. I yeah. actually went on their website. I was like, ah, you know what? I know it's like sixty nine ninety nine to do the year. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, maybe I'll throw in for a year. Why not? Oh, hey, the app just popped up in Google Play Store. And then, well, look at that. Right? Ooh, look but at I that. don't. But I don't want to yes. watch it by Chromecasting it. I want to watch it from a dedicated app somewhere in the myriad of systems I have. Ah. I would rather watch it from that. See, I got Chromecast. What, what's your issue with Chromecast? Uh, I don't want to be throwing things from my phone to my TV. I'm just not interested in that. That's the future, man. So you would rather no, take... No, it's the now. You would rather <laughs> oh, no, take right. more time getting a controller, turning on your system, going to the what app, I, opening the app, what and, I would and then like. just going on your phone going, oh, I want to watch this, push the button, and it automatically plays on your wow. TV. What I would like with the rest of my apps There's is that delay, it's though, within Jeff. the Cox system uh-huh. that I go to all my other ones, Netflix, Amazon, and it would be right there. So when I turn on my TV, I just press the button and it goes there and not have to worry about using my shitty battery on my oh. phone. Well, oh, so there's that's it. It's the phone that's it, your issue. It's not the actual Chrome. You still have an it's S7, both. right? Hmm? You still have an S7, right? Galaxy yeah, S7. S7. Yeah, S7. mine's a piece of shit too. I'm fucking. I hate this thing. I. uh Well, what the hell was I going to say? I was listening to you people, bitch. <laughs> well, um, I mean, oh, you, oh, you, you I still got, like Chromecast, though, right? Uh, oh yeah, my Chromecast is. You know that uh, occasionally there's a bit of an issue. Um, it, it's really funny. The YouTube user inner I'm, I'm sorry the xbox 360 user interface for its app sucks i'm not much more impressed with a lot of the phone stuff uh you know i use twitch through my uh, chromecast now because th- 360 is just i don't know what the fuck's going on there they just give it up on it yeah youtube is getting tougher to use and and so i do a lot through my phone and of course my phone is ancient I've got Ver- what I was gonna say is I've got Verizon messaging me Verizon up, aha, uh-huh. ten more bucks a month and I can have unlimited Verizon and therefore six months I think it is free uh, Disney Plus. So I'm just like uh, ten more bucks a month, you know. Meanwhile, I gotta go pick up Kit from the vet tomorrow. This How's Kit a- doing? He's doing. He's doing all right. Uh, they're laughing at him actually at the vets because he hates the cone so much. Uh, the doctor said when she came in this morning, 
his he he was wearing a, a softer cone, uh, kind of uh, we're all like looking a, for a softer like cone. a yeah like a vinyl or uh, you know some kind of a tarp type uh, stiff fabric. And she said it was down around his waist like a dress. <laughs> so, and it's just like, how the hell did he get it over his his legs, his front legs? Yeah, but he—it's funny because he does. He hates that fucking cone. He just well, everyone hates the cone of jam. Yeah, you know, he he bounces around and backs up and. Uh, part of it is he loves scent marking. He loves rubbing yeah. his face on stuff, and that mm. cone is right there. So every time he goes to do that, clunk, bunk, clunk. Sure. So, so just to inform, he got attacked by a cat. He got, um, I think it's the same cat that did it before, and this was a much, much nastier infection. He had a lot more puncture wounds, and uh, one of them went through the skin, the subcutaneous tissue, and into the muscle, Oof. and that's what got uh, infected. And the puffiness I felt when I pet his back was the abscess. It ah. had abscessed and and just gotten full of goo. Yeah. So she had to do an incision to drain as well as uh, stitch up the puncture wound. And he actually had uh, a few sutures in that wound. And then. In the shaved area, you could see a whole bunch of little little holes around there. He really got savaged mm -hmm. this time. Wow. And, you know, he didn't show a fucking thing except to be a little bit out of it. It wasn't until, you know, the, like the puffiness. And I'm feeling around the puffiness, and I hit one spot, and he was just like, eh. And I was like, oh, boy, this is just getting worse and worse. And so I get on my phone, Andy, help. <laughs> And he's like, all right, go ahead. You know. So it had to take him in. And and it's right when I'm doing the dog sitting. Oh, yeah. So he's getting taken care of. And I'm visiting him. But it kind of hard. I could have maybe, maybe taken him home like Sunday. But Andy wasn't here. I wasn't here to watch him constantly because there's still a chance he could fuck around with the wound site sure the drain is out he had a little little drain stuck in him that was you know gooing out sure. and uh she replaced his sutures with staples which would be harder to remove although i don't know he's so determined i'm terrified <laughs> to think he, he'd do it anyway and what he would do to himself so he stayed at the vets they watched him for a while and it looks like he's coming home tomorrow morning well, good yeah he just what a mess so. yeah so it won't be letting him out for a while while he heals and i don't know i uh he loves the outside so damn much but boy oh boy but he can't he, help himself messing around this is a rough neighborhood whoever the fuck <laughs> it is yeah i mean it, it's not even just that he fights is this bastard gets in a good bite with infected sepsis mouth mm. it's like jesus <laughs> christ what the hell could be a so, so that's the that, name of my black flag, flag cover band. So this cat that's kicking his ass is probably feral. No, it's probably the next door neighbor. It's cat. probably the next door neighbor's, but it is an outside cat. That cat never goes in. So I'll take it one step at a time. I just I'll I gotta get him back. I miss him, but I'm not even gonna be here right. you know, for a few days. And uh, then on top of that, I go visit Kit, and 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 you know I'm like okay, and I'm facing the vet bills and. 
Thank you, people. Some people have uh, have been helping out, and I do appreciate it so much, guys. Um, and uh, then I go to my friend's house to dog sit, and in bed, one of the dogs leans his head on my chest and goes, bleh, <laughs> pukes oh, on my no. chest, and it's it's, and I'm just like, uh, thanks a lot, Loxy. Are and I'm lying there in bed, and I was just fucking fading out to sleep, and Loxy goes across the blanket and then goes, blah, <laughs> and then throws up the solid, and then goes over to make, making sure every layer of the bed was hit. Wow. And this is at like 5 a.m., so I'm like washing my armpit and chest, and then I got to do all the bedding, get that all washed, and and it's just like, fucking A. (laughs) What a, Jesus Christ. Wow. So it was just, and it was really funny, too, because she just lay there and looked at me mournfully, and I'm like, how you doing, honey? And she's like, (laughs) oh, jeez. Oh, okay. That's how you're doing. I should have asked. So, so now, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, now it's like going to bed is just a terror. I just watch her, <laughs> and I'm just like, mm, is she looking weird? Is she is she looking unhappy? What the what's going on? Man, dog sitting for other people is never fun. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it's funny too because I love those guys. They're uh, I, I love them like my own. And they certainly love me as part of the family. That's one of the reasons why I do it, because it's not just that Francine and Jerry rely on me. It's also because I'm probably, outside of those two, I'm probably the closest human to them that the dogs really love. So it really it really is a good match. Well, obviously, um, one feels very comfortable with you. You know, it'll probably uh, cheer you very up. Very comfortable, <laughs> yeah. You know, probably cheer you up. Thor socks. Oh, you brought well, him Thor I bought socks because there were five different kinds. And so I, Thor was obviously yours. And this, this is obviously, the Captain America's are obviously Matt's. Oh, and wait, that, and th- this is getting passed around. Yes, this, everyone, this. Gets, everyone gets a pair of socks. Oh, oh, oh for that. goodness sakes. Yeah. Um, obviously, you're Iron Man now that we've been, you've been dubbed Iron Man by, uh, by a laser. <laughs> that leaves uh, Hawkeye and Hulk for me and uh, Jeff to fight over. And I'm not going to fight. Whichever one you want is yours. <laughs> well, thank you, Andy. Yeah. This is super well, cool. Well, there was Thank a you. there was a time when Jeff was hulking out when we would uh, what what was the subject that would get him to hulk out? Do we remember? Um, I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know. Was it Vagitac? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, there was that. Um, but we get started on something. I think it was video game stuff or some kind of, and he he just would slowly get angrier and angrier and. Are you so. sure you're not confusing me with Paul? Are you sure you're <laughs> yeah. talking about me, right? No, no, that was one of the funny things about it, because it's like, boy, Jeff's getting mad here. Look at that. So, well, thank you, Andy. No Andy problem. is very kind. Ah, they were they were not terribly expensive. They just, I saw them, I'm like, oh, there's five, there's five of us, and I already know who two of them go to, and then you were dubbed Iron Man. I'm like, not the third one, so. <laughs> I will wear it with pride. Yeah. Double, double-clicked pride. I could do this all day. Yeah, you could. Oh, I got a pin that says that at the. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna wear that one doing caricatures. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, speaking of pride, I finished the painting commission this uh, weekend. I saw that. So yeah. uh, you got the money. So yeah, I, I shared it with the shock monkeys and other of my social media for following me. Uh, so the th- Courtney, thank you so much for allowing me to paint your tiefling warlock. Mm. And uh, done, done. On to the next one. Look at you. Well, while we were a little sitting painting here, empire. I did download. The Disney Plus and it's live. 
Nice. Like I could actually have watched The Mandalorian if we weren't oh, really? doing the podcast. Yeah. Right. According to their website, it wasn't going to go up for another six hours, I, and that was like two I, hours ago. I pressed play just to see what would happen, and I got like 60 seconds in while I was listening to Kirsten's pit story, and I'm just All like, right. okay. Well, let's they pause this thing and watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> let's. <laughs> I got to work in the morning. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Speaking uh, of, though, I, I figured out I have a podcast problem. Oh? I have a podcast problem. I have a podcast problem. Like, okay, so I follow one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven podcasts. Wow. And one of them each every other day. So I don't know if you guys any of you anyone here listen to Dan Carlin's hardcore history? Nope. I'm very I've heard of that. It. I've heard great things about it. Yeah, it's amazing. Five hours, four hours, four and a half hours. He does huge four ones. Four and a half hours, yeah. Wow. And then one of them, Overdrive, which is my sports one, so Toronto sports, 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 sports. everything. They do three hours every single day. Jesus. I uh, Most of my podcasts, I think, I'm lucky if I get once a week. All right. Yeah. I just, I I just want to ask. I don't listen to my podcasts because I've got so many of them. I just want to get that question out there. Who else has got a podcast problem like me, man? It's like I don't have enough time in the day now. To, I thought yeah. I did, but you, you know what? Uh, the best thing for podcast for me is while painting. Podcasts are great for painting. You know what your problem is, uh, Matt? Lack of painting. No, you, oh. well, that, there is that. That would solve it right there. It's you know he he lives he works right around the corner from where he lives, so right. he doesn't have this oh, doesn't long have, ass yeah. commute anymore. That's why I used it's to. It's like do. he starts yeah. listening to the podcast, and five minutes later he's he's in there putting on his blood scrubs. Mm. You know. In fact, I've I've gone through some of my podcasts that I'm listening to another audiobook, and I'm listening to the Beastie Boys book. Oh wow! The basically autobiography and a bunch of essays. Nice, uh, fantastic audiobook, by well, the way. If you're into the Beasties, who reads it? Uh, a whole bunch of people. Nice, including the two surviving Beasties, uh, Rosie Perez. Um, oh my God! Uh, right there. Right. Uh, I'm. I hear it in my head already. John Stewart. Um, oh wow! Uh, what's the actor played Mr. Pink? Harvey Steve Keitel. Buscemi. No. Steve Buscemi. No. Yep. Oh wow! Sorry, Keitel was Mr. White, wasn't he? But uh, yeah, Steve Buscemi is uh, one of the. They every essay gets handed off to another person, uh, including their original drummer. Uh, uh, she went on to uh, uh, form Luscious Jackson. Hmm. Ooh. So, I have an interesting Steve Buscemi story from Star Trek. One of my coworkers in the restaurant, her father, her his his real name was Steve Buscemi, and he actually met the actor Steve Buscemi. And they got to talking over about the, the common name. So Buscemi signed an autograph for him, like, to the real Steve Buscemi, and then signed it to him. And that was It was just one of the funniest things, is apparently, like, he was, like, the nicest guy. Was, like, great things about Super him. just kind, and, you know, he didn't think he was just trying to get an autograph from him when uh, met this lady's father. So I have never seen him in, in something I didn't like him in. I've I know, him, right? I've seen him in a lot of terrible movies, but I've liked right. him in every movie I've seen him in. God, yeah, I mean, shoot, yeah, everything. Every bit part he's ever played. God, um, uh, Desperado. He's so goddamn brilliant in Desperado. Oh. I love oh, him in so The uh, Wedding FCI, Singer. Or FBI or CIA, whatever he was. When he when he takes over yeah. as the wedding singer at the end. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Metalheads. So I played... Metalheads, yep. I played... Um, Con Air. Con Air? Batman villain Talisman mm. this weekend. Oh, the Batman Talisman board yeah. game. Yeah. How was that? It's good. It's um, the end game is broken. 
but uh, well, that's kind of talisman in right, general, right? Exactly. Yeah. But uh, getting up there was great. But you know, once somebody gets inside that inner ring, they've won. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you got to be either close to them, and rarely is that happening. Usually, someone just races far ahead in that game. Yeah. And there's no catching them. Todd. What? Oh. What? But yeah, I liked it. It was fun. Just because I like to attack my fellow players and make them choose new characters by killing their original ones when they're getting powerful does not make mean I'm not playing the game right. Listen, I didn't accuse you, Mister. I'm going to hold that. all twelve uh, things in pit and then not say anything and watch everyone fight over there. Yeah, yeah. So much for the not playing the game right. Yeah, not I followed the rules just right, gentlemen. Yep. Rules you did made, not be. You made your own game, but precluded <laughs> <laughs> me from doing yeah. this. Your own game was fuck with all the other players. You had one of each commodity plus the bear or the bull. I don't know something. It it, it it's it just, it's just like the special uh, deck of many things. We need a pit with a Todd card. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> Anyone got any asshole? Yeah, really. Like, two asshole. Speaking of games, when the one, hell are we going to get back one. to um, um, Gloomhaven? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. We got to do that. Miss me some Gloomhaven. I, I miss me some board game playing. So, yeah, that needs to happen. Andy gentlemen. misses him some Gloomhaven. Like he's played more than once. And I really enjoyed what I played. <laughs> you know what? Once you've had a taste. It's it's Blue interesting. It's cool. I just I liked I liked what we went through and uh And you do, you feel like you've gone through something. Yeah. Yeah. Now we just gotta every remind time we, ourselves what Every the time we play, I get my ass kicked and I'm flat out on the ground and Todd has to save me. But I guess, you know, you you can do that, so all right. Yeah. Somebody has to play Benny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we, we got to get to some news. So let's start with news you don't give a shit about. <laughs> Not your Why best. do you look at me when you do that? I mean, usually you look so like everyone. Like, I know. It's like, you're, you're not. I'm worried about you, man. You're not getting any approval. News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> Even though the next Star Wars movie to hit the big screen sets Oh, you don't a... give a shit about that, do we? God. Baby K. That's fucking Star Wars movie. I, I listened Wars. to the podcast this weekend. Yeah. And that was fucking unlistenable. <laughs> yeah. That it is really awful. Was. Yeah. John, I love you. You're going to turn people off. But Dude, we'll be <laughs> turning off the podcast right when you guys start doing that. Oh. You, you, <laughs> I love I love Andy talking about unlistenable podcast. That's just great. At work, I was talking to one of our wonderful regulars and about the podcast she asked how the podcast was going and she's like oh yeah I, i've got you there i, I need to listen to it's like well if you're listening to the latest episode i just want to warn you and i had to give her a, a warning about the new characters that what? popped up in that episode <laughs> it was funny because it, nothing has shown up in shock monkey's lair the improv is great but it is just painful on the ears it really <laughs> is and I tried well, my best in editing to, you. To, to put that edge out. I you tried. know, it's painful. It's watching Star Wars when they make the Star Wars that that they hate the fans. <sighs> Even though the next Star Wars movie to hit the big screen set new pre-sale records. Uh, it yeah, will, that was the Russians. They were just <laughs> buying up tickets. Not it, my money. It, yeah. will, it will be the last time, at least for a while, that fans will have a Star Wars film. Yay! Say what? 
After The Rise of Skywalker <laughs> opens in December, Star Wars films will be taking a break from the big screen, per Disney CEO Bob Iger. In an earnings call with investors, he said the films will go into, quote, a hiatus. And like the MCU, Disney... Oh, he missed a perfect fucking time to use the... What's the fucking bounty hunter where they freeze the guys? That's how much I know about Star Wars. Carbonite? There we go. He should have used the Carbonite reference. You missed it, Iger. Disney's starting to think. Yes, Iger. I'm sure he's way up. That's just how much they like Star Wars. They had a perfect opportunity and you didn't use it. Disney is starting to think of these box office juggernauts as more than just film franchises. The timing of this announcement announcement comes after the Game of Thrones showrunners David Benenoff and D.B. Weiss bowed out of their planned trilogy last week. Earlier this fall, The Last Jedi director Ryan Johnson gave a vague answer about when his planned trilogy would be coming to fruition. And, of course, the last Star Wars film to hit theater was Solo 18 months ago. And it, according to them, underperformed at the box office. Solo. See what I did there? Rather than (laughs) movies, Iger said that Disney will continue to explore ways to tell stories for the small screen. And this includes the space opera's first ever live action series, The Mandalorian, which premieres today, uh, tonight, in the morning. Right now. We could be watching it right now. But uh, no, we're doing this shit. As well as <laughs> upcoming spin-off Tell series. How you really feel, Andy? Holy shit. <laughs> Andy's one of us. Centering on Obi-Wan Kenobi Never. and Rogue One's Cassian Andor. Uh, still plenty of Star Wars, but things have changed from Disney's original plan for a new movie every year until the end of time. Uh, we can still expect to see a new Star Wars film in the theaters in and around 2022. Whoa. Also, the UK... And many territories in Western Europe will not be getting Disney Plus until March 31st, 2020. Ow. That's more than four months after it's been made available in the U.S., and that means that the entire season of The Mandalorian will be publicly available in the United States before most audiences are able to see it. That's with, right. Flip with that in mind. Mouse. Sorry, man. Sorry, Ann Cow. With that in mind, be careful of spoilers for those who don't have a way to access Disney Plus until later. What? All the spoiling is actually watching it. <laughs> I, I guess I have to listen to that episode. And see. I thought it was we had a good bit. I, I you know what? But I guess not. I, look, you know I, what? I guess dude, we stay scripted. I was, I was, <laughs> I was. Very proud. When have you ever been scripted? Shut up, you. <laughs> I, I've been. I'm going around here. I was very proud. You you dove right in, and, I know. and you were there, and you were very impressed with the improv. You you yes and and you found it. You found it, dude. I guess I did. This is like that moment when we were doing those shit cards in fucking uh, Monte Carlo. And and you had your moment where suddenly suddenly you were selling blue man tickets and making a shit ton of money and it was stupid ridiculous. Remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah, you, I, I he, had he, a hard time following that. And then I got it, but I because I know you personally. What the hell are you talking about? Well, we we were we were your old <coughs> jobs. Handing we out. did that old job where uh, friends were trying to start a company where we hand out coupon cards for Vegas shows. And one of our clients was uh, Blue Man Group because the guys had Blue Man connections. And so we were doing discount cards, and we just hand them out on the street, and people use the cards, take them in, uh, submit their – people use the number on the cards, and boom, the person gets discounted tickets. We get a commission. 
and uh, we actually everyone uh, wins. Yeah, I mean, Blue Man was actually putting people into the audience because of us, and Matt was just Matt just uh, well Matt Matt has a bit of a problem with Blue Man Group. So he really wasn't selling it, and he was really, he is it, just... Is, is he, it their color? He wasn't really there. He wasn't really present. And then... Smurf life matters. Something <laughs> fucking happened, and, and uh, there was a come to Jesus... Oh. And 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 somehow, and, 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 and then all of a sudden, Matt became Mister Salesman. Oh. This this is where this is where Mister uh, Timeshare oh. first was conceived. Ah. This is the mommy daddy moment where the sperm <laughs> made the egg of the of the timeshare. And the, sperm made, made made the egg or met the egg. And let's say make it. And uh, uh, made out I with the A. Make it with yes, you. Yeah. And uh, and that gestated into the timeshare villain that he became. But yeah, it, it was really funny because you know Matt would hardly show show up on our weekly sales totals. And then one week he was pretty much number one for uh, several weeks in a row. Uh, all the time, all the time. Four out of five weeks, three out of five weeks. Matt, 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 Matt. What changed, Matt? I don't care. <laughs> oh, that's what changed. You just didn't care. Yeah, no, yeah. no. It's oh, not. Okay. He's not talking about your question. That's, that's the answer. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what, the answer. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> he learned how to not care, and all of a sudden started selling shit. Remember, so that's the secret, folks. Remember, kids, apathy. Yeah. There <laughs> you right. go. Apathy. I want to see that book, The Secret, by Matthew Marshall, and then you open just it up, caring. and it's like, don't care. Just one page, you know. <laughs> Next one is seriously dot dot dot. Yeah, don't care. Yeah, really. Yeah. Written in pencil because fuck. You know, yeah, I don't <laughs> care. <Yeah. laughs> it, 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 was, it was funny. It was funny. I hit number one. I think. I think twice. Maybe I did twice. So boy, there was one of those was a real good check. But uh, yeah, no. Nope. I was no Matthew Marshall. <laughs> I care too much. That's my problem. Yeah, that's the problem. I'm an empath. Empath <laughs> care. News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> that was a news you don't give a shit about? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> oh. Actually, I don't care. You're right. There you go. There you go. Remember, remember, you don't care. The care will never be with you, ever. <laughs> Oh wow, he blew up the fuck. How'd you do that? I didn't care. <laughs> That's what the force is. It's not giving a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you turned off your target computer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Who are you anyway? I'm sorry. <laughs> you see, Luke. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> Fucking guys. It's between Matt Marshall and Johnny Rotten. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Rotten. <laughs> Rotten Matt. No. 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 I don't like that one. There's no. a legacy to that. What about Matt Marshall and Marshall Mathers? You know, I got that growing up all the time. Did you? Did you? Yes. you were in the right area. Well, he's, what is he, like Detroit. four or five, five years older than me. Detroit? So, uh, well, that, no, he's right across the water from him. Well, like two hours, but yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right across the water. I didn't grow up in Windsor, dude. I didn't grow up in Windsor. Yeah. <laughs> talking Toronto, 
<laughs> Toronto, GTA, man. GTA, the greater Toronto there area. There we go. There you go. <laughs> Not gra- not Grand Theft Auto. Oh. No, no, the GTA. GTA was there GTO. first. Yeah, okay. GTA was there first. Yeah. All the other slim shadies are just imitating. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> when they said we're the real slim shade, and I stood up. <laughs> yeah, and okay. then he's got his stands yeah. from Australia, recognizing his voice while they buy timeshares. He stands up, says, "I don't care." Sits back down. Yeah, exactly. And they said, "I'll take two. We never <laughs> talk about an area like Southern California, like New England, huh? Regionally, we were talking about an area like... New, New England's like 13 states or something. <laughs> now you've made me count. It's six states. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's stretched out over several hundred miles. How dare you yes. make him count. Yeah, really. New don't give a shit what about... The, what was that fucking point about? That me saying that Detroit was close to Toronto wasn't insane. It's not, but... But it is. Right across from Toronto. It's not, but it is. <laughs> that's like... What's uh, between Detroit and Toronto? I was born... That's like, saying, that's like saying AOC... What the hell are you talking about? You got the Niagara River. Okay. The Detroit River. Okay. But it's the Niagara River. Mm-hmm. Uh, a huge city in Windsor. Mm-hmm. Can you get there by boat? No. Can you get from Detroit to... There's waterfalls Toronto. in the way. <laughs> can you get there by really fast hovercraft? Big ones. They can fly. There's huge waterfalls in the way. <laughs> and lots of tourist traps. That's right. You get stopped at that fucking keychain store, man. Right there on the... Yeah. News don't give a shit about Jupiter's legacy has replaced its showrunner. Uh, Sang, uh, Sang Kim has signed on to complete the first season of Netflix superhero series, replacing Stephen DeKnight, who left the show in September ah. over creative differences. Now, Kim has served as a writer and producer on The Walking Dead, as well as Wayward Pines and 24 Live Another Day. Uh, Jupiter's Legacy is based on the graphic novel by Mark Miller and artist Frank Quietly. It chronicles the lives of the first generation of superheroes who donned their masks back in the 1930s, now looked upon as revered elders. Their kids struggle to live up to their shining example. Uh, pick up that graphic novel if you have it. Oh boy, Jupiter's Legacy that is, is awesome. fantastic. Awesome comment on celebrity culture. Yes, uh, through the superhero uh, lens. You know, I just went right to that music video of what is it? Matchbox Twenty, Superman. Uh, no, no, fuck. It is. A, you're, you're actually going to have to make me probe my adult radio memories for this. God damn it. Are you talking about the song Kryptonite? That yes, there we go. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> why did I say Matchbox 20? No, I don't why, know. Why, why are you even talking about that? Because the there's, whole... there's also that there's not easy to be me. That's a Superman song. No, no, no. The old, like, it's an old hero now. Isn't it like, okay, it's, it's like the old, that's all the old heroes in the music video. If I go crazy, then you yes. call me Superman. Yeah. Three, yes. do- three doors down. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Why is it fucking Matchbox 20? That's like nothing. Nope. It's, it's like it's way nothing. the fuck The only it. thing they have in common is numbers in their title. <laughs> it's nothing like that video. Although, wasn't it Timbuk 3? God damn it. Jackson 5? It's not what you do. It's the way that you do it. The future is not bright for you. <laughs> wow. 
There's a moment in that video. Disney Plus. Here we go. <laughs> All right. I'm searching on my phone for Disney Plus, guys. It's a, it's in the breakdown, two thirds of the way through the song, when the music comes back down. It's gone through its crescendo, and it comes back, strips down, and it's the vocals and mostly bass and low drums. Uh-huh. And he's singing the, the singer singing the chorus, but in the video, he's singing it directly into the face of one of the people that Matt's talking about, these old guys dressed as superheroes. Oh. And you can see him keep having to close his eyes because being so close to that ridiculous face mm-hmm. is about to make him break open and laugh. Ah. So if you, Horatio for some reason, feel like revisiting that video, watch that moment. No, more Jimmy Fallon than Horatio uh, Sands. Okay. News you don't give a shit about. Devs. The sci-fi tech thriller from writer-director Alex Garland, a director of Ex Machina and Annihilation, two great movies, will no longer air on FX. Instead, the miniseries will debut exclusively on Hulu in March of 2020. Okay, so now the crazy conspiracy wall not only has to say who owns who and which one to oh. hop from which one to which. Oh, oh you wait. This move is part of a new partnership between the network and streaming platform, both of them owned by Disney, called... FX on Hulu. Oh my God. Uh, what? Starring Sonoya Mizuno and Nick Offerman, Devs is about a Silicon Valley employee who stumbles upon a vast and deadly conspiracy at her company. Uh, the project consists of eight hour-long episodes. Also debuting in March, FX on Hulu will be like uh, HBO Go for FX Originals. It will house all seasons of shows like American Horror Story, The Strain, and What We Do in the Shadows. What bothers me most about this story is the show is no longer going to be broadcast on FX. But it's called FX. But it's called FX on Hulu. So shows that are made for FX now going to Hulu, but some which are only going to be on Hulu, but still called FX, even though they're not going to be on FX. This conspiracy wall is getting complicated. Yeah, it is. You know what really upsets me? They didn't go with my original su- uh, suggestion for the name oh, really? that they combine. I said it should be fucks you. I second that. There you go. I knew Matt would agree. <laughs> Matt's all in. Yeah. You know. Don't give a shit about. Andy just sits there looking confused. I'm just, you know, I, I, I used to be me that would make the long, complicated build up to, <laughs> to a joke. <laughs> yes. And, and, yeah, but and you talked me out of it, so you could do it? <laughs> the circle is now complete. <laughs> I was the <laughs> oppressed. Now I am the master. Oppressor. Oh, master would be the right term. He uses learner. He was the, I was once the learner. Now right. I am. Yeah. Oh, I didn't learn. Yeah. No, but he was oppressed. Help, help, I'm being repressed. That too. News don't give a shit about. Yeah. Spyglass Entertainment is reportedly ready to start moving forward on the next installment of the Scream franchise. Details on the just-announced movie stories are light, and so far there's no early word on who will write, direct, or star in the upcoming film. So no no news at all. There's no news, (laughs) but it's happening. And it's still not clear whether the next Scream, the fifth... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Todd. Please forgive me. Jeff, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you, are, you are fucking your phone with a magazine. Oh, really? So Does my phone... for reading? Oh, now it's gone away. The, the uh, error message popped up saying that there was moisture in my charging port, and it was bothering me. Hey. I have that problem all the time. I was going to say, is did that you, an error? Did you really just say that? A little Pepto-Bismol <laughs> should take care of it. Yeah, really? On the phone, oh, dumbass. Oh, okay. 
It's you, now gone said, away, and you, finally. And you said it with a straight face, too. Like, I love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Hey, it was messing with my OCD, so anything I could do to... <laughs> and you're I mean, still I mean, talking you about it with You were blowing on it. You were yeah. rubbing it with your shirt. I, I, I was read things I, on there that said was, possible solutions. So. I was just waiting for flowers, chocolate, you know, maybe a, a rabbit vibrator. It's gone away now. Oh, so. okay. All right. Gonna have to get Don't just a, look at it. Lick it. Right, Kevin, we're going to get one of those cones. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, nice callback there. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wow, that's a the right people will get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or the wrong. Let's see. It's a uh, shock monkey's lair exclusive <laughs> joke. Uh, so yeah, there's a fifth scream coming out. Wes, uh, not clear whether it's the next scream going to be a reboot or a sequel or a prequel um wes craven and writer kevin williamson created the scream universe and craven directed all four of the original films which went on to take a collective 604 million dollars at the box office and spawned an mtv vh1 series that ran three seasons the pickup from spyglass which took on the dimension films library in a reorganization move earlier this year gives the production company a second high-profile horror franchise after revealing a D- David S. Goyer-written Hellraiser reboot back in May. Do we Was that Green Light, Red Light, Red Light, Green Light, the Hellraiser one? Did uh, we do that? No, because that was a movie announcement. Although they did talk about a Hellraiser TV show as well. That one we did, Red Light, Green Light. I think we ended up greenlighting it. Hmm. But uh, enough of that. Let's do some Weekend Geek! Yay! The Moon Knight and She-Hulk series on Disney Plus. Oh, sweet God, yes. Have landed their head writers. Uh, Moon Knight is being developed by Jeremy Slater. That's the writer behind Netflix's adaptation of the Umbrella Academy. Damn. And She-Hulk has Jessica Gao, who well, ran with Rick and Morty for, until this, as head writer and developer. The second Marvel show on Disney Plus to land a Rick and Morty vet after Loki hired Michael Waldron as showrunner in February. Is She-Hulk live action or is it uh, animated? Uh, it's live action. Nice. A Ms. Marvel show, which was announced alongside Moon Knight and She-Hulk at D23 Expo in August, uh, to my knowledge, doesn't have a showrunner confirmed yet. Uh, it was recently confirmed that in order for fans to stay brushed up on all the happenings of the film world overseen by Marvel head Kevin Feige, they need to be watching Feige? the Disney Plus shows. No, he had it right, Feige. Did he? Yeah. Feige. Uh, Feige had previously teased the upcoming Disney Plus show Ms. Marvel would merely be a jumping off point for the comic favorite Kamala Khan as she eventually heads to the big screen. Nice. Now Feige has confirmed that she, Feige. Moon Knight, and She-Hulk will all be using their Disney Plus shows as springboards to film. And at this time, we already know that Loki and WandaVision will have repercussions for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm. So if you want to know what's happening in Disney movies, you have to have Disney+. Plus. Yep, have mm. to. Mm. Or else the mouse is going to come by and break your legs. Yeah, Fige, uh, in the interview, Fige. pretty much stated that you may be lost if you see a, one of these Disney films without seeing its... So, Preliminary. What do we know about the She-Hulk thing? Have we talked about this before? Well, she's a lawyer. Just, just its announcement. <laughs> and is it going um, to do? Is it going to break the fourth wall? Do we it's, know? There's supposed. We don't know. There, there was some speculation about a, a bit of a goof element, but 
I don't know exactly if it was going to... She-Hulk, She-Hulk was breaking the fourth wall long before Deadpool. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Certainly. And that is coming from a Rick and Morty writer, I'd say more likely than not. Yeah, yeah that, that was the article I read. They mentioned the Rick and Morty writer, and so people were like, okay, you can't tell me they're not going to, you know, whatever they're not going to do. <clears throat> there was a great episode of... episode. It was a great issue of She-Hulk where uh, she went after a guy that was simultaneously Stan Lee and Bob Guccione, and, and it was basically somebody got pictures of her and posted them as a, as a centerfold in their, in their nudie magazine. And she was sunbathing topless on the Baxter building. Right. Ah. And uh, they went through the whole thing and then found that she couldn't fight them because they were, you know, for various reasons, or legal reasons, she couldn't fight them. And then they printed them and they they'd color corrected them to flesh color. Just, I don't care. <laughs> According to Forbes' Scott Mendelson, Joker is now the most profitable comic book movie ever, quote unquote. Really? With $953 million from worldwide R-rated. ticket sales. No. Most profitable comic book movie ever. Now, oh, profitable. Most profitable, Pro- profitable. and, and Be- highest grossing are two separate terms. Because it didn't cost as much to make. Yeah, it was only, what, $40 million, right? Sure, I'll get into that. Oh. Avengers Endgame still remains the highest grossing comic book movie of all time because it brought in more than $2.78 billion worldwide. That reportedly cost more than $350 million to make. Joker, on the other hand, is the most profitable comic book film of all time because it costs considerably less to produce, supposedly $50 to $70 million, and has made back its slightly more meager budget several times over. Uh, even so, it's well on its way to the billion-dollar mark at the global box office, which will also make it one of the highest-grossing movies in history. That's, yeah. <clears throat> kind of wild. I mean, I yeah. expected it to do well, but I did not expect this. No, no, dude, this is insane. It's wonderful. Well, yeah. the rumor is... It is a great movie. The rumor is Warner, you know, didn't expect it to do well, so they're like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. here, have your small budget. The, the and, classic, the classic, they didn't yeah. care. How fitting. And uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. How even more fitting, Matt, that they didn't care. Mm, yeah, success due to apathy. There you go. The Matt Marth, the Matt Marshall method. <laughs> I triple weren't they weren't they anticipating the? Uh, we almost killed Matt. Yeah, I got it. I got the water down though. <laughs> yeah. The Jared Leto movie, they that that Joker movie, they thought, okay, that's going to be the big budget blockbuster, right. and right. And and then now they've canceled that altogether. Oh yeah, I'm sure this is totally wipe that now. Uh, two things on this. One, I'm glad that Warner Brothers finally has a win in their DC movie canon. Right? Yeah, like a solid win. But I mean, Wonder Wonder, Wonder Woman was, but this is even more so. Mm. And you didn't like Aquaman too. I, I Aquaman I one was, was okay. I never saw two. Oh! As well, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> oh, whatever, Mister It. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's got you there. Touche. He's got you there. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Uh, yeah, I mean, Aquaman was fine. It, I didn't do gangbuster numbers. It did good, but it was a, it was a, it was a well-written piece of film. It was fun, just like Wonder Woman was. It was so. fun. I think Wonder Woman was better. Well, yeah, but you know, if you want to quantify it, but Wonder Woman was better than Aquaman. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. But their big breakout hit is this small, semi-independent, I hope this... Non-canonical film. Yes, I hope this 
informs them to maybe follow that a little further. Smaller budgeted pieces focus on a single focusing character. on an interesting story instead of a blockbuster uh, color splash. Well, it meets the uh, the 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 Professor Biggs litmus test. You could take the the DC elements out of that film, sure, and it would still be an interesting film. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? And they, yeah, they, some fanboys might argue they did that. It, it well, <laughs> and that's the that's. Well, I mean, yeah, they didn't put a whole lot of references in there, other than the Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne, and sure. Gotham City mentions. There's really not a lot sure. else that. And and we now have this. Well, new... it wants to be called Joker. Like introduce me as Joker. Well, but yes, know? that's not uh, till the very end. Yeah. And we have uh, this new The Batman coming, and I think Patterson's a great choice. But I'm starting to get worried that it's going to be overwrought with villains because they've announced Catwoman, they've announced Riddler, they've announced Penguin. And now they've announced a they've cast somebody, but not saying who it is. And so we got three villains that we know of. Yeah. Now, Pattinson, what else has he been besides Twilight? Because the only thing I can remember seeing in the White House, he's he's doing small movies, and he's actually done very well. He's actually established himself as a a pretty good actor. Because I was just say the the only thing I've seen him in was that very first Twilight film. Which was just so god awful. All yeah. the you know, all the actors in there were terrible. Yeah, no, he's, and and it's not to say that the actors are terrible in general. Just the acting in that film was sure. awful. He, he kind of took the Shia LaBeouf route, where okay. he was been these big blockbusters and said, "I'm not doing this now. I now I'm concentrating on small, meaty acting roles." Okay, and he's good at it. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, have you seen Lighthouse yet? Not yet, but oh, I'm excited to too, though. Yeah. Oh, the witch was so good. Directed by the same guy. The who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Vich. Okay. Let me know when you're going to see that, because I want to go see that. I'm probably or, seeing it at home when it goes you on son video. Of okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let him know. He'll come over. Oh, okay, yeah. He can sit on the floor with you. That'd be great. Leaning up against yeah. the bare wall, Pretty surrounded much. by boxes. <laughs> My life. <laughs> I'll bring some milk crates. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be like, we're in college again, Todd. Hey, hey. <laughs> The 1978 Superman film is being stored on some high-tech glass with the help of Microsoft. The film will take up 75.6 gigabytes on a piece of glass the size of a square index card, and it is the first of its kind on the technology. A square index card. Made of glass. About the size of a square index card. I've never seen a square index card. Huh. Well, now you have right. in your mind, well, your yeah, mind's it, eye. It's not like he's seen it because it's glass. All right. This is like some Babylon 5 tech right here because they had the data crystals. Yeah. And that, then there's, some, there's another sci-fi too with the or, Star, uh, Star or, Trek. has the ice linear chip. Or, yeah. or the original Superman movie. That's right. I went there. This storage solution will little, help protect yeah. movies beyond the life of the actual film Until they've been recorded the on. Or beyond the power <laughs> demands of live <laughs> servers. Andy gets a hold of it. <laughs> What's that smell? <gasps> oh, no! <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Project... Oh, no. He's <laughs> I got that. I got that. No, no, I, was, I was confused. Why were you apologizing to me? Like, no, I, I got that. Look, over the, look over the, the paper. Like, shut the fuck up. I'm trying nah, to read a goddamn nah, story. You're good. Look. You're good. This okay, is what sure. the Chuck is. <laughs> <laughs> Project Silica 
looks to store data like older films from studios libraries that simply need to be protected in the long term. Something that could make the Disney vault into a literal vault filled with, filled with silica discs. Quote, glass has a very, very long lifetime, said Microsoft Research Principal Researcher Ant Rostron. Ant is his first name. Rostron is his last name. Are you serious? Thousands <laughs> of years, unquote. Film studios have a lot of data they'd like to preserve for a long time. Warner Brothers alone has been around since the first days of film, which means they have a century and change of movies, radio, and TV stored in their archives. That translates into vaults holding, quote, 20 million assets with tens of thousands of new items being added every year. But this old school process won't hold forever. As technology evolves, so too must the technology built to store and preserve that technology. The inspiration for Superman's technological leap was found in one of the hero's earliest adventures. Glass stored audio recordings from the 40s lingered in Warner Brothers archives. When they were digitized and played, it was the old Superman radio serial. The glass disc now boasts a new toughness. The storage team roasted it, scratched it, microwaved it, and drowned it in boiling water, and it still played. But yes, Andy, it is still breakable. It is glass. Boy, Andy was all excited until that part. No, I'm still trying to figure out how they're. <laughs> I just, I just I'm, I'm trying, I was trying to figure out how they do this, what the format is, and all. And, uh, oh, it's probably. But barring some intentional attack, the glass seems like it could preserve through all cases of natural wear. Andy, what, what intentional? This, this would be Andy's Twilight episode. He goes. He get, he's like the last person left on Earth. Oh he yeah. Wanders into the yeah. vault full of. It's no fair. It's media. no fair. And, and it's like it, the domino effect yes. starts, and yeah, everyone the, of the, the, the shelving units are all just like set no. up. No, no. <laughs> I had all the time in the world. And that, and he has no <laughs> shoes, so he's like, <laughs> ow, 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 ow. You know, it's like I've seen this movie right before. Do you know? I heard. Um, I heard warp. It's. Yeah, yeah. It's. I don't know <laughs> if it's apocrypha. If it's like. Roman history, urban legend, or what, or, or if it's true. But I heard a story about a glassmaker who came up to a Roman emperor. Might have been Nero, but might have been a, an even more... And he more, was killed shortly after? A more practical emperor. And he's like, ah, and, uh, and this is supposed to have happened. And he... Because Roman glass is actually, was actually valued. Uh, it, it got traded as far as India, you know. And he was like, oh, yes, uh, your majesty, I've, I've made this. And he threw the glass on the floor, and it bounced and did not break. The guy had actually come up with unbreakable glass. And the emperor looked at that and went, does anyone else know your formula? And he's like, no. And he's like, good, kill him. And they killed him, and there, it's lost. It's uh, you know, Cheery. it's funny. That's probably Nero. Yeah, but it, it was apocryphal. Who knows? Yeah, I, I I forget. I it was on a history thing that I read. So and it was one of the stories of like discoveries that we you know you, you didn't know about. Well, that's something well, it's, like, it's, it's like Greek fire could burn underwater. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, some of that shit. Some and of this. Yeah, the formula is lost to history. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, I, it's so. funny because like I've been in the restaurant biz for so long and. They've had shatter-resistant glass for decades, and it's even better now than it was when I got started in the biz, yet they still make 
wine glasses and rocks glasses and pint glasses out of the cheapest silica that you can get. And then, you know, the, you wind up with all these injuries from broken glass. I mean, you've had it's your crazy. experience, Todd. I had my experience, you know, getting cut on, you know, bar glasses. And it's... Oh, yes. It's... It's ridiculous, but they keep doing it because it's a cost-effective thing. And it's it keeps the glass industry in business. Yeah, they, it, and th- th- that was the the point yeah. of the story that I had heard was right. that Nero was just or whomever was just like, oh shit, yeah, <clears throat> we can't have <clears throat> last put us out of business. Glass. Yep, <clears throat> it, so it glass forever. Yeah, really. It it it's a, it, the marketing writes itself, but it's, right. <laughs> But yeah. it, it was interesting, and he also Jeff Priar from not involved. That it actually, it actually uh, was discovered, and then it was lost in time. It's like uh, Starlight. Yeah, that that that's an amazing story. Um, this guy who developed it, it's essentially a plastic, Something isn't it? It. <laughs> it? It it's an indestructible material. It can't be melted. It can't be scratched. It can't be broken. Um, <clears throat> and it's it's literally, I think it's literally called Starlight. And this guy invented it. Then he never released the formula and took it with him to his grave. I think his kids may possess it, but they haven't released it because he like had second thoughts about how it would be applied and you know like sure. used by the military or something like that. But if you look up, <laughs> or that's the new water bottle. <laughs> yeah, it it it, and it's really funny because Holy if you shit, look up. Dude. If you look up Starlight, um, I think Comes it's on Amazon. The boys, <laughs> it, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it, anyways, it actually, yeah. it actually, it actually exists. It actually is a real material that was made that is virtually indestructible, and it's out of plastic, and it, it's, it's got all these incredible properties, and and uh, it, it's never been the formula has never been released. See, what I could see them using. What they should use that for is like the hulls of ships, like spaceships. And oh shit yeah, like no that. Uh, but, aircraft. But you know they'll, uh, aircraft, they'll do it uh, for frames. military. Yeah, you know, I, ridiculous I, I, shit. I don't know. Yeah, tank armor. I don't know. Well, it's but, like yeah. the that transparent aluminum. Like that was the joke in Star Trek for decades. But they have a real ceramic material now. That's it's aluminum based uh, ceramic that when it's polished properly is as clear as glass, but it's virtually indestructible. So. But now, you know, and cell phone manufacturers have been looking at that to, you know, extend the life of their phones. But then they're looking at it and going, well, but if we do that, it'll extend the life of our phones. Yeah, people aren't going to be exchanging their phone every couple of years. So they're they're caught in that notion of building a phone that's super durable or building a phone that's built in obsolescence. Yeah, so we don't want to kind of fascinate. We don't want to build a pill that cures you. We want one that sustains you. Yeah. Yeah, oh, exactly. it, I have to I have to read this sentence because it's hilarious. Starlight is a material claimed to be able to withstand and insulate from extreme heat. It was invented by British amateur chemist and hairdresser Maurice Ward. The ha- hairdresser. All right. During the seventies and eighties. You sure this hasn't been debunked somewhere? No, this is th- dude. This is on Wikipedia. <laughs> um, the material is not, belie- not, not not packing up your case. Uh, is believed to be a type of uh, Jeff will have to help us out here. Intumescent material. Oh my God! It's erect. Uh, no, intumescent. <laughs> so, and the American company Thermoshield claims to have acquired the rights to it and has replicated it. 
but it was claimed to be able to withstand attack by a laser beam that could produce 10,000 degrees Celsius uh, temperatures. And live demonstrations uh, showed an egg coated in starlit could remain raw and even picked up with a bare hand after five minutes in the flame of a blowtorch. So, um, yeah. It's, it, it sounds like a good reentry shielding. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, exactly. It, I mean, they're, 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 it, I think that was actually along the lines of what he was looking to do. And the story I heard was, oh. was literally he was like working. He just worked with materials, spent years, just combine this, combine that, try this, try that, until he, until he stumbled across it. And then he worked on a perpetual motion machine. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I see. Cynical, huh? Okay, fine. You know what? Celestia is going to pop on to uh, Shock Monkey's lair yeah. and is going to call you out for being too skeptical. Well, she's got to she's defend the Ward family. She does? She's a Ward. Are you shitting me? No. The ward of what? The state? Oh, Bert Ward. Oh, yeah. That'd be funny if she's related to that. It's unlikely. Her, her, her yeah, well, Ward. Yeah, it's not like it's. Yeah, a, it's a real common name, especially around here. Yeah, and uh, Montgomery yeah, Ward. We, we know who her father was. He was a monster, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. wow, Monster Ward. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Monster Ward. Well, I'm. I, I oh, wasn't thinking oh, daughter. Ward, oh, Ward but, Cleaver. You know. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> Ward, you were a little tough on the beaver. <laughs> you could say that again. Hey. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. yeah, you're pointing that the wrong direction. Oh, yeah. yeah. Amazon has placed a two-season order for Critical Role: The Legend of Vox Machina. Yes, green light. An animated series geared toward adults. Quote and, based. Uh, it's Machina. That's what I said. Based on the adventures of Machina. original <laughs> characters from Critical Role, a leading story-driven world-building digital media brand. Unquote. The show was first brought to the public eye via Kickstarter campaign. Uh, Amazon, which also owns Twitch, is also fostering a closer relationship between the line st- live streaming platform and Critical Role for another series that will premiere on Amazon Prime as well. Rooted firmly in the realm of fantasy, the legend of Vox Machina will evolve around a group of alcohol-loving adventurers who must save the world from all kinds of beasts and magical threats. Along the way, this group of misfit characters becomes a family. Laura Bailey, Taliesin Jaffe, Al- uh, Ashley Johnson, Liam O'Brien, Matthew Mercer, Marisha Ray, and Sam Riegel, and Travis Willingham will star in and produce the project. Each season will consist of 12 episodes. Wow, now you've, I don't know you've seen the artwork names. for it, right? Yeah. All voice actors. So, yeah, uh, and, and, and they're amazing. Uh, so which characters are we talking about? Oh, this is this is from the first campaign. So, so we're talking about Grog, the uh, Goliath Barbarian. Sam's actually got two characters like Scanlan, Scanlan, uh, Vaxelia, and Vaxel, Vaxel, Vaxil, ugh, I, Vaccine, Vex and Vax, which are uh, Liam and uh, Laura's uh, characters. Uh, why? I, I just I, the character I love is the uh, the 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 little whatever she is. She's a imp troll thing that draws all the time um i see why you like her no <laughs> imp <laughs> troll thing that draws she, she's uh are you talking about in the current season the i think it must be in the current season laura's uh tiefling tiefling that's it yeah tiefling. always yeah. drawing penises and stuff that's, are yeah. you trying that's what to... i just painted yeah. was a tiefling and it's really funny too because uh wasn't it you matt 
you were like Laura Bailey. I recognize that name. So like you, or was wasn't that you? Um, are you talking about uh, she's Jaina from World of Warcraft? Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I recognized uh, yeah. her her as a voice uh, voice actress. Here I thought Matt didn't care. Yeah, I know. I know. Apparently cares about the tieflings. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they uh, use the for their yeah. Jaina Proudmore for all you World both of Warcraft the fans characters out there. that are playing tieflings use sort of Romany accents that are just delightful. <laughs> Ramen? Yeah. Ramen accents? Romany. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Just add the powder. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's it's actually funny, too, because there was a little bit of a controversy. Because people were like, if I know they were going to sell it to Amazon, I wouldn't contribute to a Kickstarter. And and it's really funny because a lot of people have stood up and said, what, what were you guys looking for? You just wanted them to m- release stuff? Because they got... They got millions yes, of dollars. It was huge. Millions of dollars. So it was like you just wanted them to make this and put it on YouTube, and right. uh, we essentially you funded their pitch. And as uh, Matt Colville uh, explained very well on on one of his little video chats, Amazon no doubt looked at the Kickstarter and was like, mm, eighty thousand backers. That's eighty thousand definite. Uh, fans through their own and it's funny because they're huge in twitch and D, but in 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 you know amazon terms in streaming sure. terms i mean jeff just said who yeah right. they're tiny but the, still that eighty thousand base is a great thing to go off on so they gave him money for two more episodes in season one and then a similar number in season two so now they have two seasons right. see kickstarters you got double yeah, exactly. That it, whole crowdfunding for never happy. The, the whole crowdfunding for movies and TV shows now is is a really interesting phenomenon because you know you you think of the traditional crowdfunding is you were you're getting something created and then you were going to get that product. But now when you're moving into the TV and film industry, it's almost like a reverse box office. It's like you're buying your ticket before even seeing the product, and then the distributor picks up the thing because they see how successful your yeah. Kickstarter well, what, is. What were the were the what what did you get when you when you contributed to the Kickstarter for that? Was it just uh, you you actually were contributing to the the production of the TV series? You would right, but and typically, they still when you, typically when you do that. There's some sort of reward. They they still they announced that even through Amazon. Kickstart backers will still get first viewings. They'll first get first crack at uh, the the first season, and stuff like that. So they'll see stuff first and things like that. But it, it that's essentially that's and essentially there's probably it. like DVDs at the certain levels. Yeah, yeah, I mean when I back when I kickstarted uh, back to uh, the MST um, revival, and I got. We're uh, so glad you did, man. Um, yeah, thanks. Me too. Um, I got we all one. I got a copy of the uh, the Blu-ray set, but it was well after it had already been on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, but I still got that, right. and then um, I also got um, a little. Uh, it's more like a pen cup than a mug, but it's a ceramic recreation of the the Mystery Science Theater three thousand moon with the letters on it. Oh, and and when he forgot to cancel, uh, you know CBS. CBS. I funded uh, we, a whole nother season. We got of Star another Trek season Discovery. of Discovery. Yeah, <laughs> right. so you know, thanks, Jeff. A, everybody, and we're getting a third. So, 
There the, you go. The gift that Who, keeps on giving, Jeff. Thank you. Is that, is that from Matt forgetting to forget cancel? No, no, no. And hey, don't forget, I got a Star, uh, not Star Trek, not just Star Trek, but I got Picard and uh, Twilight Zone. So, so you're welcome. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. Thank you to comments at uglycouchshow.com. <laughs> to Jeff Gunter. He's the one that forgot to cancel it. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact Jack Dandy. Maple Leaf Matt. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Um, speaking of Picard, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Chabon, showrunner for uh, Picard, did this lovely article in um, The New Yorker where he talked about what his view of the popularity of Spock and relating it to uh, actually his father as his father was passing. And it's actually uh, it's actually pretty pretty touching and, and rather insightful too. So I think I've shared it on my main feed. I haven't shared it in the lair, but um, look around for it. It's actually uh, it's actually a nice little. Uh, Jay Bond, he's a award winning hell of a writer. Yeah, yes, he is. Yeah, yes, and he uh, put that to work in this little essay that he wrote because apparently his father was uh, hitting the point of passing. Right about the time he was, I think, kicking off on uh, Picard. Okay. Uh, mm. Writing Picard. So. Yeah, post that on the lair. I want to read it. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. who's racing home to go see Mandalorian? You? I'm going to go home and watch it, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm you. racing home to go to bed. Mm. Now I'm going to pee when you guys leave. I'm going to pee before Are you going to actually use the restroom this time? No. The litter box. You're here. You're here for another day. Oh, God. Take care yeah, of it. All right. Get the wet vac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, I know. It's it's a wet vac. Wait. and it, It's like... I, Did you pee on Andy? Is that what I'm uh, getting out of this? No. Oh, on the carpet. Oh, yeah. Dear yeah. Lord. I mean, what kind, What are you... Jeez, it's a, it's a German He pay. hates blowjobs. You like to pee on Andy. This is getting weird. You got to pass We, we don't that. know what you guys do when we're not here. Yeah.